0: Let's talk about it. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of day you were listening to this. Welcome to the Let's Talk About It podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me. Clearly, it's not the first or third Friday of the month, but as you can tell from today's title, I really just want to talk about something that was very important and pressing. And so honestly, I'm really just going to dive right into it. If you are anything like me, you probably woke up with a heavy heart on the time I'm recording this right now. It is February 24th, 2022. And you probably woke up with a heavy heart just like myself. I saw pictures, I saw videos with everything that's happening in Ukraine. And if you're listening to this later on, this isn't just about what's happening in Ukraine. This is something that what do we do anytime we face worries and doubt? And so, um, As I started praying, I had a plethora of things I was praying over, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But after I was done, I really thought about this verse. I actually came across this verse probably about a month ago, and it's a verse that many of us know about. Jesus teaches about worry in the Bible, in Matthew chapter 6. And you can go look at this on your own, but I'm going to start in verse 25. And I've read this verse, again, a plethora of times, but something stuck out to me in a new way that I just never noticed. So Matthew chapter six, verse 25, this is Jesus talking. And it says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. Then he asks this question. Listen to the question Jesus asks. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? And I love this follow-up. He goes, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? I love that rhetorical question. In other words, Jesus is saying, like, what in the world is worrying going to do? How is that going to make your situation better? Translation, it's not. And then he goes on to say, so he already gave this, this, um, this precursor, basically, about, um, you know, don't worry about food and look, look at the birds and everything like that because they don't worry about it. So then he goes on to another analogy. Then he says, and why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Like, I don't know about you, but up until this point, I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling a little beat up by Jesus right now, right? And so he goes on to say in verse 31, so don't worry about these things saying what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear, and throw in your fill in the blank, right? Don't worry about these things. And, and that's easy to say, like, what? Don't worry about a potential war that's coming on. But listen to what he says, verse 32. And here's the part that really got me. I've, again, I've come across the scripture so many times, but here's the part that got me that the Lord really helped me with in a, on a second, third, or fourth take, however many times I've read this before. Verse 32, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Pause. Are you catching that? So if the thing that you are worried about right now, the thing that you are stressing about right now, the thing that you're fearful about right now, the thing that you are doubting about right now, it dominates the thoughts of unbelievers. Another version says this dominates the thoughts of pagans. So here's the deal. Here's, here's, here's how really the Lord kind of helped me with this. The next time you find yourself worried and occupied in that headspace and you stay there, just call yourself an unbeliever. That's harsh, (laughs) but let's be real. That's what Jesus is saying. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. If I sound like I'm a little excited and pastoral, I am (laughs) because this is something that I was wrestling with this morning myself. Like I felt so heavy and overwhelmed and I was like, well, you know what? If I feel this heavy then I should probably go to the Lord. And that's what I did. I immediately, got on my knees and I started praying. And when I was praying, y'all, I I didn't even think of the words. I, I literally had no words. I thought about that scripture, that verse where it says, don't worry about what, what you're gonna say. The Holy Spirit will pray on your behalf. And I had to trust and lean into that truth. But here's the deal. I would not know that if I'm not even in the scriptures in the first place. So I just sat in stillness for two or three minutes and just trusted that the Holy Spirit was intervening on my behalf. And eventually I started getting the words out and I started praying. I'm gonna go over in a second, what I was uh, praying over, but I want to finish this up. Verse 32, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Like what a great reminder, the thing that you are worried about. And again, this isn't just what's going on in, in Ukraine. This is just everyday life. So if you're listening to this months, years down the line, if you are worried about something right now, the thing that you are worried about dominates the thoughts of an unbeliever and listen my fellow brother, my fellow sister in the Lord. If you say yes to Jesus, you're not an unbeliever. So why are you acting like one? So Jesus follows it up with this. So what do we do? Verse 33, this is what he says. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. In other words, you show me someone who's worrying all the time. I will show you someone who has not sought the kingdom of God first. If you show me someone who's stressed all the time, I will show you someone who has not sought the kingdom of God first. If you show me someone who's worried and has doubt and fear all the time, I will show you someone who has not sought first the kingdom of God. So my question to you is, how are you doing? If you're worried, frustrated, stressed, overwhelmed, have you sought first the kingdom of God? And what I love about that, the first word in this sentence, starting in verse 33, seek in other words now because i know people have gone well, I've already talked to God about it and i'm still and i'm still overwhelmed by it i and ask if you have sought the kingdom of god are you seeking the kingdom of god seek means right now seek him as much as you need to all the time every day throughout the day seek the kingdom of god above all else and it goes on to say and live Righteously, But here's the deal. You can't live righteously in the things of God if you're not going to God. So we seek the kingdom of God above all else. We live righteously. And guess what? And he will give you everything you need. Not everything you want, but everything you need. And the rest of the verse goes on to say, so don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Wow. I'm so glad I came across that verse about a month ago, because when I started feeling what I was feeling this morning, and you could probably feeling the exact same way. I was reminded to go to that posture of prayer before the Lord. I had to seek first the kingdom of God. You know, after I was done praying, I went onto my Instagram and, and I have a good uh, friend of mine. I actually have two friends that are from uh, Ukraine, um, Russia area. Uh, one one grew up in Ukraine. The other one is uh three, fourths Ukraine and one quarter Russian, but she grew up in Russia. And so need to say, they're very good friends. And um, I was catching up with one of them. When I went back onto my Instagram, here's the crazy part. We're, we're friends and everything, but they don't pop up on my newsfeed. And when I say they don't pop up on my newsfeed, I actually have not seen them on my newsfeed on Instagram for months. It just, they just did not pop up. And my one of two friends who were literally from Ukraine was at the top of my newsfeed and they posted a video. It's probably about a minute and a half or so. And my friend is just, just in so much fear and balling. And by the way, a just fear because my friend lives in Hawaii, but their family is back in Ukraine right now. So all you're thinking about, of course, is their mom and their dad and all their friends and, are they still alive Are they going to make it through the night? And so as I saw their video, of course, I, uh, I DM them and I sent them a video of just me praying over them and they responded back voice memo in tears, just bawling. And they said it took them a while to get the words out, but my friend said, I cannot thank you enough for, for that prayer. Um, And specifically, they said, I lost my faith. I had fallen away from my faith, but thank you for having it for me. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. That's what they said. I had no idea that the person was wrestling with their faith like that. I just, I did the only thing that I knew to do, which was to pray. It's the only thing I knew to do. And in that moment, I was reminded, guess what? Prayer is enough, it's enough. I'll never forget my first leadership lesson 11 years ago when I was talking to my pops and I was in Afghanistan. And I gave him a plethora of all the things that I was struggling with. And it was like 10 different things. And he asked me, out of the 10, son, which one can you control? I was like, dad, only one, but that's what makes it so frustrating. I can't control the other eight or nine. And he looks at me and he said, well, stop worrying about the things that you can't control. You need to focus on the thing that you can control. Because you're now allowing the other 80 to 90% to dominate your mind and you have no control over that. You need to give that back to God. And ever since I heard that, here's the deal. I'm not telling you that you can't experience worry. I'm not telling you you can't experience stress. I'm not telling you you can't experience fear. But there's a difference between experience, worry, stress, and fear, being led by it, and then submitting it to the Lord. At some point, the moment we realize we are stressed and overwhelmed and worried and we have doubt, we need to immediately take that as a posture and bring it before the Lord. Again, I'm not saying you can't experience it, but there's a difference between experiencing it, being led by it, and then actually giving it back to God. So what will it be? Are you going to keep living in your weariness, in your fear, in your doubt, or are you going to seek the kingdom of God above all else. What would it look like for you to worship the Lord right now? Because that's what I've been doing. And so going back to what I said at the beginning, as I was praying, here's who I've been praying for. The first thing I want you to do is pray. Pray. Be praying for our military. I've been praying for our generals, all the way down to a squad leader, to brigade commanders, division commanders. Company commanders, first sergeants, platoon leaders, like all that. And you might not know all those different layers and what that looks like. It's basically I'm praying for the general all the way down to the privates. Leadership's at all levels. I'm praying for our behavioral health personnel because our behavioral health personnel and medical personnel and chaplains are going to have our hands full between now and the next couple of years to come. Because we're not just dealing with what could happen right now. We're going to be dealing with what could happen on the back end of it. So I'm praying for our chaplains like never before, our behavioral health personnel like never before, medical personnel, all leaders at all ranks. I'm praying for our president. And this isn't a political stance. This has nothing to do with it. I'm praying for President Biden. I'm praying for Kamala Harris. I'm praying for our, the Russian leaders and the Russian government. I'm praying for the Ukrainian leaders and Ukrainian government. I'm praying for the citizens of Ukraine and the civilians there and the churches in Ukraine. Who do you pray for? All those individuals. Pray for our nation. Pray for the safety of our soldiers, of our men and women. Pray for the families who are getting left behind through this potential deployment. Like, I promise you, prayer is powerful and it works and it has the power to make a difference in someone's life, just like it did when I prayed over my friend. I had no idea that they had moved away from their faith. But through prayer, and by the way, it wasn't long, it was probably two minutes or something. And that was all they needed to be reminded of the hope of Jesus Christ. Listen, Christians, my brothers and my sisters in the faith, if you have said yes to Jesus, do not be dominated by the thoughts like an unbeliever because you're not an unbeliever. And if you listen to this and you are a non-believer, you don't know where you sit with this thing about Jesus. I'm glad you're here because I'm praying for you as well. I, would, I completely understand why you would feel hopeless and have fear and doubt, and worries. Because you're not anchored in something that's immovable. I can totally appreciate why you feel that way, which is why I'm going to pray for you as well. So who do we pray for? We pray for a military, our government. We pray for a president. We pray for the Ukrainian leadership, the Russian leadership, the civilians out there. And by the way, if you know anyone, anyone who's from those areas, Ukrainian and Russian, this is a perfect opportunity to reach out to them and ask, hey, I just want to check on you. How are you? A great follow-up question is, how have you been processing everything that's been happening? It's a wonderful question. Instead of asking how you're feeling, that way it doesn't feel like you're insulting them, right? But a great question to ask is, how are you doing in processing everything? And just be there for them. And then follow it up with, when you feel like the conversation's coming to an end, all you got to do is, what can I do to serve you? How can I pray for you? And if you don't know anyone from that area or from that region, reach out to someone who you know is in the military, ask them the same questions. If you don't have anyone who's in the military, guess what? Just bring it to the Lord. Bring it to the Lord. And just pray to him. And I promise you, God will use you to do great things. Trust me. There are people out there who are hurting and need the hope of Jesus Christ. And guess what? You Christians are the answer. But you must seek first the kingdom of God. You must seek the kingdom of God above all else. And because you are seeking Him above all else, He adds on His strength and His supernatural grace so you can live righteously before Him. And guess what? God will give you everything, everything that you need, not what you want not what you desire. He will give you everything that you need. And he will give you what you desire if your desires align with him. But our desires only align with him when we seek him first. When you seek the character of God, the heart of God, the mind of God, he's naturally going to give you everything that you need to be successful in this world because it's not about us in the first place. It is all about him. Amen. I hope this was helpful. I know this felt a little more heavy. But I just want to encourage you and remind you, listen, Christians, be the light of the world. Be an agent of hope. Be ambassadors of unconditional love. Be the person that you would want people to be in your life. We get to bring that to other people. Um, If you're listening to this at a quicker speed, I want you to slow down real quick. Just bring it to a normal pace because I want to pray over you we have an opportunity right now as Christians to really lead the way in giving people hope and even more so leading them specifically to the things of Jesus. So I just want to pray over you and I want to pray over anyone who might be listening to this. They might be new to the faith. They're away from the faith. I want to pray over you as well. All right. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you for every single person who's listening to this under the sound of my voice. God, I thank you that you are a God of relationship and not religion. And because of relationship, Lord, we have instant access to you. I thank you that we can seek you, the kingdom of God, above all else. I thank you, Lord, that we can live righteously before you, Lord, not because of anything we've done, but because of everything Jesus has done. And so, Lord, I pray over every single person who's listened to this. If they're worried, I pray, Lord God, we would cast it out in the name of Jesus if they're fearful, if there is doubt, I pray that it would be cast and gone in the name of Jesus and that it would be replaced with love. It would be replaced with joy. It would be replaced with hope. Jesus says in John 16, verse 33, you will have many trials of many kind, but fear not, I have overcome the world. Translation, that means you are with us. I think of the Book of Psalm, chapter 23, where it says, though we walk in the valley of the shadow of death, we will not fear any evil. Not because of anything we've done. Your word is on the say, because you are with us. Lord, I pray that whoever's listening to this, whether they're driving, whether they're walking, whether they're working out, whether they're cleaning, whatever it is that they're doing, I pray that every person who's listening to this right now in the name of Jesus would be reminded in this very exact moment that the Holy Spirit lives and dwells on the inside of them and that they are not alone because you Holy Spirit are with us. You give us a supernatural power and grace to live our life in a way that honors you. And I pray, Lord, that every person who has said yes to you would walk in that power in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for the person, Lord, who does not know you. Lord, I pray right now that this would be a moment that you would stir their hearts and their mind and their soul and their spirit. For them to say yes to you. I pray, God, that you would put people in their life that love you, Lord, to point people back to you. I pray, Lord, God, that you would put put the right podcast or a song on a radio, Heavenly Father, or or a YouTube clip or a TikTok, whatever it is. We know and believe you can use any type of resource, Heavenly Father, to reach those who are far from you. And God, it is my prayer that you would use us to do it, Lord. We lift up the people of, of Ukraine, Heavenly Father. We lift up the leadership there as well as the leadership of of Russia. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would intervene, Lord. Would you keep our military soldiers safe? Lord, we pray for the leadership here from our generals all the way down, Lord God, to our privates, Lord God. Heavenly Father, I pray for our president and our vice president, Lord God, both Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord, that you would give them wisdom and discernment, Lord. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that as Christians, we would operate within the prayer that Jesus said in John 17, that we would be one, just like Jesus and the Lord, our Heavenly Father, our one. We thank you, Lord, and all these things we ask in your name. Amen. Hey, I love you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And God bless.